was as if he'd kicked about three pounds of haggis that time because it hardly got off the ground. Three pounds of haggis. 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 Three pounds of haggis because it hardly got off the ground. Kia and good and over from Today Radio, Studio 4, Kirschberg, the headquarters of Let's Talk Sport. That's what we are tonight. It is Wednesday, the 1st of November. I think it's All Saints Day. You are with myself, Nathan Snade, and Anton Agassi tonight. Agassi, I always say Agassi because I think of Andre Agassi. Let me get your surname right. Anton Agassi. Agassi. There we go. That was better. I did. It took me two times. And actually, Anton, I think this is like the seventh or eighth show consecutive that you've been with us. I missed the Sunday. I was very busy on the Saturday evening. I might have missed the Sunday uh, show. Um, but I think we're up to, I think, nine episodes now. Okay, together. tell me. You're absent on when, oh, you're absent on what's Wednesday. It's your Sunday. Why? It feels like a Sunday today because of the yeah. bank holiday, of course. Uh, where were you last Sunday? What was your... Because I tell you where I was, I was on the train coming back from Paris, mate, from the World Cup final, and I get this message, Nath, I can't come in today, mate. Yeah, um, I, was, I might. I didn't even ask. I just said okay. I didn't even. I, know, I, didn't. I might have let the side down a bit. I well, I had to help my mum out with a couple of things, but also I was feeling very rough. Um, I think uh, RCL. I didn't even play, but RCL played against uh, Jamaica. Up at Cesson. We're going to talk about that later on because yeah. that is good yeah. news for the for the for the rugby followers. Yeah. Um, so obviously they all went out after the game. Uh, well, we stayed at Cesson for a bit, had a few drinks. Jamaicans love it. They were a lot of them. Uh, I think it was sort of Jamaicans based in the UK. So they they love they love a drink, they love a party. So um, it got very rowdy. Then we went to the pig in town. We were watching the, the World Cup final, which we'll get on to get later to as well. Later, yeah. Um, and um, yeah, look, I, I think I must have got in at sort of 3am, 4am and I felt awful the next day. It was one of those where if you go to bed and you're still steaming, you know you're going to have a hangover in the morning. I am going to give you a listen in life, sunshine, <laughs> because you play by the sword, you die by the sword. <laughs> Okay, so no matter under any circumstances, no matter what you do the night before, the night before, not earlier, the night before, you front, you front, you front, you front. Because I had a long one. I was at, I had to bear uh, probably 30,000 South Africans that start from saying, I can tell you. That was uh, that was like a hangover. You're all right. So, you had a, you had a few helpers on. You're, on you're absolutely right. We had a great we had a great show. We had Bojo from um, Senegal Tennis Club. Now, if you're listening now, even if it's whether it's live now or whether you're listening on um, on, on on the replay, uh, which will be ten o'clock Thursday morning. Uh, we did a fa- fabulous show on Sunday night with Bojo, the tennis uh, coach from Sinningerberg. Also joining us in the studio was Danny Hutchins, who was a squash coach um, and and national player as well. Um, and who else do we have? We had Adam Peterson as as the host, who's done probably I think he's done maybe seven or eight shows as well throughout the duration. So we had a cracking show. It was show one four one. Yep. Did you listen to the show by any chance? I didn't. I didn't. I you need didn't? to go. I need to go back okay. and have a listen. But from what the sounds of it, with the, with all you guys in there, probably a yeah. A it was a, it was, it was a good well. it was a good old show one four one. Um, 
And to be fair, Scott did a little bit of preparation whilst I was on the train on return back from Paris, and he gave me a good one about the number 141. Because we had a good one this time last week, yeah. didn't we, on the number uh, 1729, which was actually show uh, 140. Yeah. yeah. So we had a good one there. Um, and the interesting one about 141, which you wouldn't know, is that after you hung up the phone in the UK, if you hung up the phone, but then you pushed the numbers 141, you would actually find out who the caller was. Oh, really? So that were the days, not like the phones yeah, now, yeah. we can see the, um, the, the, the caller messenger. So that was pretty, that was a good pretty one. Good. good one, Scott. Well, yeah, well played, Scott. Thanks for your contribution, yeah. mate. We'll hope, <laughs> hopefully see you on Sunday. No, he doesn't. I don't think he's back this Sunday. I think he's back next Wednesday, he tells no. me. What, what did he tell you? Oh, he hasn't told me. He hasn't told me. I've, I've, to be fair, I've been with him the last couple of days, but um, we, haven't, we haven't mentioned it. Um, to be fair, we're going to be busy this weekend, which we'll get on to. So I don't think many of us are going to be on on Sunday, but we we shall see. Yeah. We, we shall see. Uh, it's been wet, 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 mate. Without going into too much detail, has that had an implication on some of the training you've been doing? Um, I mean, not really, because, um, look, I think um, in, the, in the, the stadium we're playing, pitch is really nice. It's not going to be like a muddy ball. It's... Yeah. Like it'd be a bit rainy, obviously. Whenever that happens, you you adjust your your ten fly-off leaders. They'll adjust, and we'll play accordingly. We're not going to be throwing about crazy amounts, but we we never do anyway, unless it's you know we're we're up by we're, 20, 20 up points. By so fair yeah, enough. We'll, we'll play the conditions, I'm sure. As I just said tonight, you have got myself, Nathan Snade, uh, guest uh, or guest host, I should say, Anton Agassi, and uh, it is show number one four two. If you would like to get in, um, involved with the show, of course you can. You can throw your comments and you can throw your banter, of course. And the number is six two one fifty two five thousand. I know I don't have the um, I don't have the cameras on us in a moment. I'm just about to I'm just about to push play, so you will see us in a, in, a, in a moment. I've got three messages already saying where are you i can't see you so um but i will push play on on on, on that button in, in just a sec it is our local sports wrap and so we have got plenty for you um not only that you don't want to call us on or you don't want to message us on 6215025000 you can also contact us through instagram and facebook um obviously through both the let's talk sport and today radio um what do you call it social media contacts yeah. now Getting straight into it, one four two, okay? Because I I really have enjoyed these shows. I don't know why, but starting with numbers, I don't know why it even comes before sport and the history in the world today. But show one, uh, show one four two today is one four two. What does it mean to you without looking at your notes? What does it mean to me? Yeah, one four two. If you saw one two up with the angels, would you think anything? No, not really. Like, what, okay, when I see one four two, I think about forty two. Which is the the, the, the ultimate number, ultimate isn't it? Number is it, was it the, the, is it how it was described? Forty two is the ultimate it's, number, it's or forty two meaning of what is it? Meaning the life, life, isn't it? Um, the, like and the universe, and the, or everything, and what, life, earth, the universe, and everything, or something like that. In, for Scott, who's listening right now, what what film would did that come off? Do you uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Gonna, great film, great film. Is it based? I think it's based I, off I've a book. Ne- isn't I'm it? not a big film watcher. You know, he's a great. If you if you're gonna watch a film, oh, you're gonna watch a film today. Watch watch that film. It is so funny it's got um, what's his name Martin Freeman when he was slightly lesser known but he's so good in it it's Martin Freeman he he was in the office wasn't he yeah so I think it would have been around that time or maybe just after the office I'm not sure but it's a such a good film um sci-fi comedy 
it's it's so good. So that's number forty-two. That's what yeah. you think. One hundred forty-two. I'm not sure. I'm okay. Got so if you write the numbers on a text message right now, a text. I'm I'm showing my age, aren't I? SMS, and you write one space four space two. What do you think it might be? One space, four space, two space. Just the numbers. I don't know. Just the numbers. If you send that to me, I'd be very confused. I'll be One, honest. One, four, two. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna rip into it. It means I love you. Oh, that's adorable. Have you had one from me? Have you had a one no, four two I've from never, me? You know, that's when I go see. I can tell you that I love you. But also that code relates to one four three. So if oh, you write so. one four two one four three, you know what I reckon we should oh, do. You can write one four three. It also means I love you. Or? It also means like so one four two and one four three. But I'm guessing the four would be the heart shape, would it be? And two means the two of us. So one would be the I. Yeah. The four would be the, the love, the yeah. heart, and the two would be the two of us, the you. Yeah. Three, I can't work out, but they say their code also relates to one four three as well. Let's do a challenge, mate. We're going to do one. Scott has to be on the list. So if you put send him a message 142, I send him a message 142 yeah. right now. We'll see, wonder what we'll get back. Who else could we do? Um, oh, I could probably do send, send my Meredith message. might be watching now. I see that we're up oh, on the we're up oh, on the oh. screens now um uh watching. Uh or, or you can see us on on the screens 142. I'll send I'll send 142 to my mum. She won't have a clue. I don't know if she's listening actually. If she might send me a message now. She might But it'll be one. interesting to see what we get. Yeah. If they're listening, maybe they go, I yeah. love you too. Yeah, I love maybe, you too, maybe they'll send one four two back to me. So I think we'll do that. When I put, when I put on a little, little break, oh, oh, we should go on there. We'll just, <laughs> send a couple of Scott, definitely. Meredith, who's, who, um, Meredith Legend, she's all, always listening to the show. She, um, she's on The Breakfast Show with uh, Sam Steen, does loads and loads and loads of production work for us. Um, I wonder if it's in one, one to mum in New Zealand. What's the time? It's ten past seven. So I think it might be ten past seven in the morning now with all the with all the change of daylight hours. I wonder wonder what my mum would say. My wife I don't know. I go off, it's too early for this. Your wife wife would, would go, <laughs> eh? Probably. Maybe she's listening as well. I don't know. But we'll see what we'll see if yeah. we get any any feedback or see the responses we'll get back. That will be our little game for tonight. Um, what have we got on the show tonight? We're going to go into, um, certainly we're going to dig into a lot of basketball. It is round six of 18 in the LBBL, they call it, yeah. the Luxembourg Basketball League, both in the men's and women's. I know you've got the women's in there. Um, the women have also been competing in the European League this year, both T71 um, Dudelange and uh, Grunewald Hostert have been competing and even the wheelchair uh, basketball team they are called the Lux Rollers they've been uh, out and about they play in the German the German league we've also got women's football we've got triathlon we've got the national marathon championships that were on the weekend in uh, Frankfurt we've got rally driving but coming up next though we are going to both Anton and myself we're going to go into sport and the history in the world today this game well the juggler the juggler's come out and rookie unbelievable the crowd's gone berserk here juggling 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 where's his red nose 
and that my good friend as, isn't it isn't it really good i mean yeah, as you know you hear it every week from me i just love Australian Rugby League commentary has it all. If you think you've got better commentary, forward it to me and we can actually put it to, uh, we can put it on our on our playlist, let's say. We can put it as part of our jingles and you can get one of your favourite sports comment, uh, commentary moments on the show. But for me, Ray Ray Warren, Peter Sturlow, who who, who have been working with uh, Channel 7 in, the, in, in, in Australia, they come up with the goods and I've got, I've, got, I've got a few in there. I might even throw a few more in there today. Mate, sport in the history in the world today, you're going to crack it off because in 1755 on this day yeah. was a disaster. It was not ideal. We had the uh, Lisbon earthquake, which killed more than 50,000 in uh, Portugal. Um, really tragic event back in uh, 1755. Um, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, 50,000. 50,000. Well, they actually say up to 60,000. Yeah, there's actually a series of earthquakes that occurred, and obviously in the port. Have you been to Lisbon? Uh, no, I haven't. I mean, you'd say it's typically European as well, where all the um, the the concrete, the the, yeah, yeah. the housing is. Everyone was living so close to so close together, um, and they still do now for each other. But that is a violent shake. That um, yeah, they reckon it it, it basically destroyed twelve thousand uh, dwellings. So that happened on this day in seventy seventy five. What a horrendous horrendous. So I went to Lisbon. Oh, was it two years ago? Phenomenal scene. Yeah, it's definitely Phenomenal. something I want to go for sure. I mean, um, just on that, I mean, I might be showing my, my lack of uh, geography knowledge, but is there, I, I can't think there's many earthquakes in Lisbon, is, well, in, in Portugal in general. Is there? I don't know. Well, that one's certainly bloody. That was that was certainly big enough to shake it for a, for for more than a few um, more than a few centuries. Yeah. But I've actually felt an earthquake in Luxembourg before. One of my one of my first nights in two thousand and one. I'd say probably October November. I remember feeling an earthquake. And I come from Wellington, which is a which mm. is could argue yeah earthquake city of the of the world. Fortunately, I haven't. I've experienced a few. I've experienced a few six uh, six point four six point fives. Because it happens in New Zealand, you're relatively safe. One interesting one, I was under a swimming pool when we experienced a, a 6.2 earthquake. And I had my, I was only a young kid, and I had my snorkel and, and face mask on. Yeah. And I thought that one of my brothers had come in and done a, done a bomb, you know, on yeah. me. Anyway, I looked around. I can remember, never forget seeing all the, all the, what is it, all the, the, the leaves or any debris that was in the pool just swaying. Anyway, I, I, I looked out and the pool was just like flowing over. Yeah. Over the um, what do you call it? The barrier, the side of the pool, I guess. The birdcage was swinging. The 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 hanging plants. It was a scary stuff. It was a disaster. Natural disaster is always terrifying to me. Um, there's not not really much you can can do about it apart from sort of try and prepare best as possible before it happens and then react but yeah i'm just yeah. looking at something here which i typed in while i was mentioning that modern research indicates that the main seismic source was faulting of the seaboard uh, sorry the sea flooring along the tectonic plate boundaries which is of the mid-atlantic so that was the uh that was where the fault was the earthquake generated a tsunami that produced waves about 20 feet, which is six metres high in Lisbon. And was it in, in, in Cadiz, which is obviously not so not, not so far away. And the, But those waves, they travelled towards Martinique in, in, in uh, the Caribbean Sea. Um, and in 
in 10 hours, there was those waves were reaching a height of four meters above the uh, above the sea level. So that's one hell of a jolt. Very scary. What else have we got? 1897, Italian football club Juventus FC was founded. Funnily enough, they were founded by a group of students in Turin as sport club Juventus. Uni. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine that group, group of group of what I don't know, young young teenagers or early twenties, and you like, oh, we should start a football club. It's going to be great. Trust me, like, what's going to what are you going to call it? Hunt, you know, <laughs> no, no, no. Not, we can't go with you. We we'll go with Juventus. <laughs> we'll, put a tush, we'll, we'll make it a little bit more Italian. Yeah. Put a tush on, 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 on the end of and it. What 100, 120 years later, you're probably what the biggest one of the well, one, one, one of the, the biggest great. clubs in the world, and definitely, I'd say the biggest club in in Italy. Are you a footy fan? Mm, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I've I'm around people who watch club football a lot. But um, I don't watch it regularly enough. Or oh, I go through phases. Like one, that's like I say, if I'm living with people who watch the football every weekend, I'll sit down and I'll enjoy it and I'll watch it. But no, I wouldn't say I'm a football fan. But I know a couple bits here and there. Yeah. What about what? Like, would you watch more the European football? Let's say yeah, European no, course, or would you? Watch. Would you? What about what about the 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 English football league? Uh, yeah. No. I, so that's the thing. I'll, I'll watch the Premier League and and I'll, I'll follow. Well. Not every weekend, but I'll, I'll definitely follow what's going on. And when it comes around Champions League and Europa League, um, I'll definitely watch that. I think Champions League is just—it's just so good, like the 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 format of it. And I'm quite jealous compared to what they have in rugby, which is not nearly as good, sort of formatting-wise. What they do yeah. in the Champions League is so good. It every good. year, it, it re- rarely disappoints. Like just how, like, particularly intense. towards the latter the latter phase, right? Yeah, you see the build up throughout yeah, the season, but, the latter I mean, phase. But that's the thing. Even even like even that, you you sometimes get some upsets and stuff, and and because that's the thing in football, you've just got so many clubs that are at a high level that even on their day, a small club could maybe cause an upset. I just yeah, definitely Champions League. I'm a big fan, and then obviously internationals. Whenever Euros on, World Cups on, I'm watching all of those. Yeah. Yeah, me me too. I mean, I'm a I do like the uh, the the English Premier League for for me as a is a goodie. Everyone will know that I have a soft heart for West Ham, and you'll see me sometimes doning the West Ham colours. Where's that come from? That a very good question, and and I think it comes from what what, what you ask most uh, people that support the clubs. It comes from their dad. Yeah. Well, not and, and and for me, my, my father was born in London. Um, as a as a six year old, his his mum sent him out to go and watch a West Ham game. Well, sent him out sounds a bit crass, but allowed my father to go out as a six year old uh, boy with his with his sister who was eight at the time, and to collectively they would walk into the crowds um, living in East London, and they would go go to the games and and then naturally he. Um, yeah, naturally, when he went to New Zealand, he he passed that on to us. But I wouldn't say he was certainly a, a fan, and he would follow week by week the results. But I wouldn't say he's a uh, he's a, a, a diehard fan or, mm. or, or anything like that. But and but actually, just recently, I went over to London because his ashes are at the ground at the old ground, Upton Park. So there's a memorial there for um, for for him and all the people where their ashes were at the ground. So that. Um, because of that, I think that it ho- that holds a more of a significant yeah. uh, reason to support the club or follow the club, let's say, than what he did himself. And and I guess you could argue that nowadays, particularly with social media and with um, yeah, just more things. Ca- yeah, social media is probably me- media. I was just going to say, like nowadays, sort of. I mean, you go back maybe fifty years, you you'd have fans of a club. You know, you'd have. 
you know, Liverpool fans because they're from Liverpool and you'd have, you know, Manchester fans because they're from Manchester. But nowadays it's completely different. You've got fans that are fans of Ronaldo. So when Ronaldo's at Man U, they're Man U fans. When Ronaldo's at Real Madrid, they're Real... like I've got a load of friends who who are like that. And also, it's like you say, you've also got fans that it's the only club they've known. Maybe they're not from West Ham, but if their parents and their brothers and sisters and that watched West Ham every weekend growing up, then they they feel like a West Ham fan. Um, and obviously, there's always going to be diehard people that are sort of for and against that sort of thing, but. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely with social media, you've got a lot more fans of of players rather than than clubs now as well. Obviously, it's still majority for clubs, but I know a lot of people that would be, you know, a Messi fan, and wherever Messi goes, they're just gonna follow what he does, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, me, like uh, for me, when I was growing up, my my brother, my oldest brother. Uh, was a huge Man U fan. He had the T-shirt and all the little bobbleheads and stuff of the players. And back then, Man U. So he's six years older than me. So he's um, he's twenty nine now. So back when he was growing up, Man U was doing fairly well oh, for yeah. themselves. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, don't get me. I can remember. I think your brothers coming to have lessons with me. Probably, yeah. Fifteen years ago, I'm probably saying maybe yeah, there or thereabouts. Yeah, maybe about fifteen years ago with the Manchester. Yeah, well, that's the thing, and sure, that, it was yeah. it was luck because then obviously I started supporting because you're a little brother, you, you just follow whatever your yeah. old, two older brothers do. So I started supporting Man, Man U as well, um, and then <laughs> I got the short end of the stick because pretty much since Sir Alex Ferguson left in 2013, it's sort of been pretty rubbish as a Man U fan. But I've been stuck with it now. I've I've not really got. Um, I'm not going to suddenly swap uh, swap clubs, am I? So um, it was a lot. It was a lot more. Um, enjoyable being a Man U fan when my brothers were growing up to, back, to, to, to now at the minute I'll say back and that time listen I know I've just got a message from my mum she hasn't told me about the 142 so she, clearly she is not listening right now yeah. we're going to go I'm just going to have a little little break for 20 seconds get your phone ready mate because we're going to go and we're going to type in to these to a few of these people my mother my mother is one of them my, my wife's going to be another one and we're going to try and get Scott and Meredith as well and we're just going to type 142 see if it means anything to them here goes your 20 seconds chat let's go for it let's talk sport with Scott Brown and Nathan Snade away from Feeney here is Sherwin intercepted Well, you heard that little pause there. That's because I was trying to get as many one four twos in as I possibly could. I've got four of them in there. I actually managed to get my sister as well. So I got my mother, I got my sister, I got uh, Scott, and I got Meredith Boss. Uh, Meredith, Mo- Meredith Boss. She is the boss. Meredith Moss. And I'm going to see if we get a message back from there. Who did you get in that 20 seconds? There's sorry. a little pause on there. I'm sorry. That I, was because I was just like fuddling around trying to get those messages out. Who did you get? I got... In in an order of importance, Scott, yeah. Scott, my mum. <laughs> oh, Karen! <laughs> if she's listening, I'm sorry, Karen. I've tried to do my best <laughs> to tell your boy no, no, that so uh, said, you said, are number one. I sent one. to my mum. Uh, sent to Scott, and then I sent to my uh, one of my close mates, Lewis from Lewis. Um, we'll see. He's not going to have a clue. There's He's no a- way. He'll probably Google it and he'll figure it out that way. But 
Okay, let's see what we're going to get. So we were just finishing off on that. We were talking about the Italian Football Club Juventus, who was founded in, um, who was founded by a bunch of st- um, students in Turin. We thought it was obviously funny because it was U- <laughs> uni, sounding like UV. Um, this day in 1916, Broadway theatre owner and producer Harry H. Fraz and Hugh Ward, they bought Major League Baseball club the Boston Red Sox, who we'll obviously always know, for approximately 700,000 euros from a bloke called Joseph London. Some of you may know, some of you might, might not know. But that's in 1916. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a lot of money 100 years ago. That is a phenomenal amount of which. Yeah. Phenomenal amount. That's in 1916, uh, for a, a team, I mean, the, already... Ooh, you got a reply there? I got a reply, and our first one to reply back was from my sister on oh. 142. <laughs> um, oh, really interesting. So my sister replies back with an emoji face, with the face where it's scratching its chin and it's looking up going, is that a hmm? <laughs> That's a Nathan's lost the plot. Yeah. Definitely. Nathan, Nathan's confusing me. Yeah, I should actually say. I'm sorry, know. I've just googled how much seven hundred thousand dollars in 1969. Uh, sorry, yeah, 1916 would be in 2023. It says here uh, is that twenty million dollars, roughly. Yeah. Okay. So okay. So the value seven. Yeah. Seven hundred thousand dollars. Seven hundred thousand. That was in in what did I say? Nineteen sixteen. Yeah. Twenty million. In 2023. In 2023. It's a lot of cheddar. Okay, so the question goes out, what is the most expensive baseball team to buy? Now, the Miami Marlins, Miami's pretty hot right now, particularly because of of Beckham and what he's doing with Miami uh, Football Club. That was the least valuable franchise within the MLB with a value of $1 billion US dollars in today's money. One billion. So what? What would you? What did you say? Seven hundred twenty million was is with twenty million, and so already the the least valuable franchise yeah. has a value of what did I say? One I billion. One billion. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. The New York Yankees they can be considered as the most valuable franchise with a value of seven point one billion. That's insane. Yeah, massive, That's isn't ridiculous. it? Ridiculous. I mean, do you, I mean, I would say who watches who watches baseball? We know, but when we do turn on Americans. the telly and we watch the baseball, I mean, and the Japanese, Americans, Japanese, but still, rather, in terms of a global point of view, it's a, it's yeah, a, yeah no, well, that's the thing. That's why I'm I'm most amazed by it because it is mainly what in in America. So just imagine if it was a a global sport. I mean, obviously, other countries play baseball as well, but not nearly to the extent that the Americans do it or the Japanese, for for that matter. Yeah, one billion or seven billion rather is insane. It says here, can I buy an MLB team? Well, I certainly can't buy an MLB. At any given time, the supply of MLB teams available for purchase is very small, understandably. Furthermore, even if you outbid other potential investors, you have to comply with the MLB rules and and regulations um, for ownership and the sale must be approved by the league so i think we rock up there and just throw a piece of paper and put love 50 pounds (laughs) maybe we could go in and put one 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 four two yeah just give them that (laughs) if you know you know there you go 
I hope they don't reply back with an emoji like my my, my sister gave me. <laughs> well, at least you got reply. <laughs> got a reply. My, my people don't love me. Be be patient. Be patient. Yeah. Be patient. But yeah, anyway, f- phenomenal amount of uh, money to be going through for a sport that is it global. Well, we all know what the MLB. It's always on TV whenever you flick on a flick on a, a, a channel. Yeah, but who, but who watches it? I don't. And they're doing all right without me. But so the Americans could probably say the th- same thing about cricket, right? I don't know if you can though, because I'd say cricket. There's definitely more countries involved in cricket than there is in baseball, like at, at a high level. I mean, that's I'm not even a huge cricket fan, but you've got what England, New Zealand, Australia, India, Pakistan, India, in, in, India alone. Well, they well okay, India, but, Pakistan alone, loads. Yeah, um, I'm sure there's, there's other teams as well yeah. that I'm, I'm forgetting. South, South, Africa, South um, Africa, South Africa, Australia, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Bangladesh now, which. I don't know the population of Bangladesh. It'd be interesting to know what the population of Bangladesh is. I will find it you for you Google now. that one. But, um, yeah, I'd say there's definitely more people involved in, in cricket, cricket than there would be in baseball, yet there's more money in in baseball. Yeah. It, the, the, despite, the IP, despite the IPL league. 170 million in 2021, uh, Bangladesh. 170 million, million people okay, in so 2021. So, so if you were ago. to do the mathematics of yeah. all those uh, countries, 170 million. Whew. Yeah, it, it's certainly it's certainly the population that play cricket certainly dwarfs baseball. There's no, uh, yeah, there's, there's no d- debate about that. Are you a... Um, moving on from that, uh, not moving away from the question that you're, you're looking at um, there, but moving away from baseball... Do you ever have you ever gone to the GGs? Not the dogs, but the GGs, the horses. No. Ever gamble on the G? No, I've I've not. Never. Have it's, you ever gambled on a horse? No, that's the thing. A lot. It is. It is big among among like um, I'm speaking from experience. Like with with rugby clubs and teams and stuff in the UK, they love going to the races. Like they make a day out of it. You, you know, you get dressed up all all nice and fancy. You go and. Um, spend a ridiculous amount of money on betting on horses and and on drinks and and whatnot and uh nine times out of ten you come back with a lot less money but it does look like a good day out i think mate i just put it on there it is a cracking day out a cracking day out at the cricket is very very similar to uh, not similar but like a cracking day out at at the horses. Yeah. It is a cracking. Now, I haven't been to the horses in the UK. I can only talk from my experience being at the Melbourne Cup um, and and a few other uh, events also in Melbourne. But I, could, I, I spent a, a oh, Trentham um, down in Invercargill and Christchurch. I went to the Trots, went to Ellerslie in Auckland. Um, but, yeah, really good day out is at the, at the horses. Yeah, no, I mean... Um, I'm surprised you I, got you into well, uni thing, in Swansea. You that's the thing. I was in, like I say, I was in Swansea, and I think both the the uni players and also the club I was playing for, they they sort of make a day out of it. But I think, I mean, there was a couple times I was I was busy, but it's also like they all go with like a, a three four piece suit, like a really nice suit, nice watch, nice shoes. And at the time, I think all I had was uh, at uni was like a. A cheap blazer for for socials for the rugby and and one white shirt and that was about it really because all my all my suits were from when I was graduating school when I was eighteen that didn't fit me anymore so I needed to go out and and buy a suit I never got around to doing it I should have definitely done it though having seen the 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 fun they had um, and who knows maybe um, maybe next time in the UK I'll have to bring uh, 
bring a nice suit with me and go to go to the races. <laughs> well, the reason I come onto this topic because in this day in 1938, just to point things back, we've been we've been going on for the last 25 minutes. About 1975 was a Lisbon earthquake. 1879, we had um, the Italian club football. Uh, Football Club Juventus was founded in 1916. On this day, um, there was the, the the record fee at the time for 700,000 to to purchase the Boston Red Sox. But on this day in 1938, Sea Biscuit with George Wolfe aboard, meaning he was the jockey, he beat 1937 Triple Crown winner War Admiral by three lengths in a in a, in a racetrack in Pimkuro. Um, to win fifteen thousand US dollars, which was actually at the time well, still is the greatest horse racing. Races in history. Here it's got a crazy. It's a good name. Sea Biscuit. Sea Biscuit. Wow. And that's why. And, and there's actually a film, Sea Biscuit. Did you watch the film, Sea Biscuit? I've not seen the film, Sea Biscuit. <laughs> Scott hasn't got back to me. I wonder if I said to, to him, Sea. Yeah. Oh, my mom's just giving me yeah, three what question are, marks. It's, a, it's definitely a worried what's going on. Because she, uh, some, some context, she's just gone on holiday for three weeks. She's left me at home alone. And the first message I've sent her since she's been away is 142. So she doesn't clearly. Has she's, no, she's probably thinking, "What's going on?" Clearly, she's not listening to our show. Yeah, well, she. I think. I, well, show number one. She was listening. She oh, was yeah, hot. Yeah. She was hot. That's she was. Thing. She was texting on. Yeah. She was texting on show, wasn't she? Messaging. Te- you uh, don't I, say texting. What do you that. say? What's happening? Well, what's happened? What's happened? Yeah, um, I've got to let her know it means I love you because otherwise she's going to ring me up and and be panicked. So, um, yeah, she's away for three weeks, which is it is nice freedom. But at the same time, it means is, is, is the fridge stocked? I mean, it, it, not that stocked. As in enough for a good three or four days. But then after that, it's I'm on my own. I'm in the wild. I've got to go to the <laughs> shops. I've got to clean, sweep the floors, do the floors, wash the surfaces down, do everything. Yeah, you do have to do everything. Empty, yeah. the, empty the rubbish bin. Yeah, I've got it all in all in the calendar. Reminders: which bin, what colour bin, yeah. what day. I'm I'm prepared. I hope everything more more than that, son. I hope you I hope you locked your house if, when you left. I oh, hope you, yeah. I hope the lights switched off. I've got. I hope so. It's all uh, alarm it's all system. Done. If alarm. anyone's listening, don't don't try. Okay, don't try. Don't try. I hope everything else is done. The, yeah, they yeah. say the rubbish is out. The toilets are washed. Oh, yeah, it's, it's gone, gone silent. It, no, it's no, gone no, silent. No. Everything's spick and span. She wanted to give me a head start before before she left. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be great fun. If anyone fancies dropping me off any food, you're more than welcome. <laughs> <laughs> this is not COVID, buddy. <laughs> Coming back onto 1938 with Seabiscuit, he he beat Triple Crown winner War Admiral by th- by three lengths, and which was regarded as the greatest horse racing in in history. That makes a, a, a sentimental point for for myself because Born in New Zealand was a fabulous racehorse called Farlap, and there's also a movie about him, which for me is I would go down as as one of the, yeah one of my favourite um, films and I've just put in there who was the greatest horse uh, or who is the greatest horse of all time and it actually says there was Man of War who raced from well, his, his peak was 1990 to, to 1921 and to today this until today, this day, he is considered the greatest horse of all time. He was a chestnut stallion that won 20 out of his 21 races. One of his most notable victories was when he won a race carrying 138 pounds. That's really, really remarkable. I wonder, though, who won out of um, Farlap and Seabiscuit. I don't know, but... The fastest horse in a race was uh, a horse called Secretary. Uh, Secretariat, secretariat. How do you say that word? You should help me out here. 
I think your English will be better than mine. You went to university in the UK. Well, I went to university in Wales. Their English isn't great. Sorry, Welsh Secret- people. Secretariat. Yeah, Secretariat. Yeah. There we go. Who set track records um, in, the, in, in, in the Preakness, Kentucky Derby, and also the Belmont Stakes, three of them which I know. And he also won the Triple Crown in 73. He was the fastest endurance horse. Uh, sorry, the fastest endurance horse was a horse called Jahal uh, Shahal completed a 100-mile race in five hours, 45 minutes and 44 seconds. So, yeah, really quite Just when you're saying phenomenal. the, was it the, the best horse in history or whatever there, I was thinking, I don't know why, my mind went straight to horses that don't do racing. Like, straight away I was thinking, you know the, the story, the, the war horse um, film yeah. book? Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's got to be horses, because I don't know if that's based on real story, if it's loosely or whatever. There's got to be real horses from, like, World War Two and World War One and stuff like that. That have gone down in history as like as the mo- who, one of who is the most famous horse is my question. Who's who's got the most horse medals and and stuff? Uh, well, interesting because you could look at it's it's interesting and and you know we are on Let's Talk Sport and and, and horses. There are many sports that horses are involved yeah. in. And that's not in, in, including just the equestrian or, or also just to uh, horse just racing expo- trots. Just to expose my age a bit when you were saying the the greatest horse ever, and you named the thing. The straight away, all I was thinking was the greatest horse ever is from that. Do you remember that animated film Spirit with the horse? Yeah, yeah, with the wavy, with the wavy. My uh, head went too straight main. away as the greatest horse ever <laughs> is from the film Spirit, played by was it Matt Damon? It, it took me until I was about twenty-one to realise that Matt Damon voices a horse. That is for me the greatest horse. The, the ever. great, the greatest horse ever. Yeah. Spirit. Yeah, well done. For me, for me, it's far, it, it's Farlap, and that's because it was born, born in Wellington, actually raised in, in in Australia. It was one of those things where, as a New Zealander, we say the Australians take everything. They tried to take our pavlova. They tried to take crowded, uh, crowded house, and they also tried to, uh, they tried to claim Farlap as well. It was just one of those things. The other one they tried to claim was um, Crow. Who was in Gladiator? Did they? Um, what kind of thing? Russell Crow. Russell Crow. They tried to claim him as well. He's a Kiwi, mate. Is he? <laughs> Australians try to claim him. Yeah, if you often see, everyone thinks he's a, he's Australian. Really, uh, one of those things. That I thought he was Australian. You thought he was? Yeah, it's one of those things that Australia tried to tried to claim. This day in 1987, New Zealand All Blacks created Rugby Union International World Record when they beat Japan 106-4 at the National Stadium in Tokyo. I remember I, I remember it because Simon Colhane was kicking and he was absolutely on form that day. Um, it was a, it was just a, it was a whitewash, and at the time, actually, it was almost like should, you know, sh- should some of the minnows like Japan be in well, in, I mean, in world rugby? But then, and you, you look at what happened in the World Cup. I mean, there was in in that pool, especially the New Zealand France pool. There was what there was Italy and Namibia. I mean, what was the score between Italy and New Zealand? It was ninety. It was I think we put ninety-six. S- yeah, we we put ninety points on 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 Italy, I which mean, is actually not far off from going back to nineteen eighty-seven. That's, that's what I'm thinking. In what forty years down the line, and we've unfortunately still got. I mean, and that's the thing. It was against Italy as well, which I mean, obviously they had a bad day at the office, but it's still not. You know, no one wants to see you know, 90 points, 100 points on a team, do they? And even, I think, Namibia, okay, obviously Namibia are a bit, uh, a bit weaker than Italy, but they got, I think, um, did they get 100 on them or at least close to 100? I think, did France put... I want to say France might have got 100 on them, but um, maybe I'm wrong. But also, like I say, it was crazy, a big, crazy yeah, score. Big, like, big scores. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and, and so, so actually, you could argue that since 1987, you you, you would think that you know the the, the sorry, small... 96 nil, 96 France. So not 100, but I mean, a 96 point margin is not really 96, what 12, you... yeah, 12 points off minus that four. Yeah. You know, so yeah, eight points off. It's still a pumping, isn't it? Yeah. Absolute, absolute pumping. And that that was what a few weeks ago. You know, not forty years ago. Like this um, Japan score. So yeah, yeah. What do you What do you know? Now, there's four birthdays of note that I've made today. 1935, Gary Player, who actually turns 85 today. South African golf golfer, nine-time major title winner. Are you into your golf at all or not? Not really. Not really, but that does seem quite impressive to me. Nine-time major, Nine major title. Yeah, yeah, Gary plays a, a, fab, a fabulous guy, one of the legends of the game. Well, happy birthday, Mr. Gary Player. Um, I know you're listening out there too. <laughs> Let's talk sport, <laughs> the hottest <laughs> sports show in Luxembourg and, and Europe, of course. Also on this day, you might, you, well, I don't think you'll know him, but it was the birthday of, in, in 1957, Murray Pierce, who was a New Zealand rugby player. The reason I know XB because he's born in Timaru, which is in the Canterbury region. Um, of New Zealand and he had 26 caps uh, for the All Blacks and he was a, a fabulous uh, lock and I, do, I remember him growing up as when I was a young whippersnapper you will know this one because you were wearing your Red Devil shirt as a kid born on this day in 1963 Welsh striker and manager played 72 caps in Manchester United uh, so 72 caps for Wales 256 games for Manchester United. He was, um, a lot of people know him from Blackburn Rovers, even had some time at Manchester City and Stoke City as well. It is Mark Hughes. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you... Brilliant, uh, a brilliant, brilliant manager. I wonder where he's, I mean, I'm I'm guessing he's well retired uh, now, but he was, um, yeah, Mark Hughes for a long time. A lot of people think he thought he should have, Gone back to Manchester United to be the um, to be the managers. A lot of teams. Nineteen sixty-three. So what is he? He's going to be. Oh, is he sixty? Seventy? How old is he? Mm -mm. He's sixty. Sixty years old. Um, He's still got some life in him, surely. I mean, there's older managers. There's, there's older managers about, but maybe he's just hung up his boots and he's gone. You know what? Enough's enough. I don't know. I'd have to do some more research on Mark Hughes, but he was certainly one of the one of the greats, certainly from uh, Manchester United. And he playing 256 games. Also born on this day in 1994. Obviously a sentimental one for for myself, and you all know why because he plays for West Ham right now. James Ward-Prowse, English soccer midfielder. Actually, we got him from uh, Southampton a number of years at Southampton, but one of the best, and arguably, well, by my eyes, he should actually be in um, in the English squad. Now, I've got a few text messages coming back from uh, from my friends and family uh, around the world. Well, after I've texted them one four two, you are going to find out what they said after this short break. Now that is, again, from Ray Warren, and it was about Freddie. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm Freddie, this is, oh, this is cracked me. Freddie, Freddie, Freddie. Oh, I can't think of his family name. 
Oh, no. James, you'll be listening, you'll be cracking up. Um, that, I, that I don't know. He was one of the greatest players in New, um, New, uh, New South Wales. He plays He plays for the Chockeys, the Roosters. And anyway, he was on his last season and he was going over to score a try. He's going over to score a try. And literally, Ray Warren said, age shall be no barrier. It was one, again, one of uh, <laughs> one of the best indeed. Mate, we got some basketball results. Oh, I, I told you that we were going to go on to um, some text messages. So the first one I got back from Scott, which wasn't on the, which wasn't on my personal Scott phone. Answered you. Yep, Scott answered Outrate. me. Did you message him on WhatsApp? Yeah, I, I, I wow. did personally through my phone, but actually I got one on six two one fifty two five thousand, which is um, the Let's Talk Sport uh, WhatsApp number. Actually, yeah. it's it's all of today radio. And guess what he replied? What. One four two. Good man. What good a man. good man. So you know what I replied? Well, you know, yeah, one four two, bro. It breaks my heart even more that he's not replied the same to me. <laughs> As he, but anyway, it's fine. Fair play, it's fine. Scott. I get it. He's you've, you've had 140 shows together. That's fine. You I know what? It. You know the people around you. You know if they love you enough. You, 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 they, they don't. I had, I had um, my uni mate. He sent me. Uh, what was it? He sent me question mark. I said it means I love you. Oh, yeah. like, he said, if you want to kiss me, you can just ask. <laughs> <laughs> Not right now because we're in the show, the hottest sports show in all of Luxembourg. So, coming back to my sister, she said, Ah, Roger. About to board a plane now to Rarotonga. Great group of us all feeling very lucky. My mother, no reply. Enjoy <laughs> Raro. Surely she's asleep. No, no, no. It's, it's, what is it? It's, it's 20 to 8 on, on Thursday morning. It's, it's not a bank holiday there or, or a public holiday, I should say. Uh, my mum said, good luck in Raro. Um, what, be careful over there. Thanks, Mum. Thanks for my one four two. <laughs> clearly, that's it. And Meredith Moss, she's not listening. Clearly, she's putting her um, kids down to bed. Listen, it's time for us to rip into the local sport and what's been going on. Anton, what have you got? Is there anything there in the women's basketball over there on your screen? I know it's, uh, as I yeah. said, it's match day six so of 18. We had four games Um over the weekend for the women's basketball, um, we had uh, Didlange uh, beat Esch 86-52. Uh, big game for them. Uh, Sparta uh, Bartrang, they also beat uh, Steinzel 88-70. Um, very, very uh, close game. And we also had Muzel Pikes uh, taking down uh, Zolva 96-63. And finally, the last game was... Uh, Hostet um, narrowly beating Conturn 67-58, which I think puts uh, Hostet on a five-game win streak, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Oh, massive. Five-game win streak and puts them at second in the league, just behind uh, Bartring, who are on a four-game win streak. Um, so it is, it is looking fairly... Yeah, tight as the I know, Hostet actually, as we're going to um, inform you later on, have been playing, uh, they're one of the teams that are playing in the Euros. It's fair to say that Hostet and, and TC1 do launch a hot property. I mean, these all the drafts of, of the young players coming through, they go into that club, and why would you not when you get the opportunity to play in the Euros? However... The Euros are, you know, it is a, it is a tough climb. Yeah. It's a lot of cash too, just to go in and... And, and, and play. I mean, you've got to get, you, you know, you think you've got to get your squads, your physios, your coaches, um, administrators to some of these games. I mean, you know, with the national team, it's yeah. not it's not cheap at 
by any uh, by any means. I'm just going to go into some of the uh, men's basketball league, which is uh, again match day six of eighteen. Now it's um, we're going to talk about uh, La Rochelle and uh, Ettelbrook. Who had a uh, yeah a, a fabulous game there on the on the weekend? Now the um, Edelbrook they really started strongly, leading five fifteen uh, two after four minutes. That's one heck of a start. Talk um, about coming out the blocks. Yeah, no, absolutely uh, bolted. Actually, I was with Gavin, the coach, this afternoon, and he was telling me that right now the vibe is really really good in Edelbrook. He said these guys are these guys are humming. They've got a couple of injuries as well, so to um, yeah to get to to um, yeah to get. Really Really good positive spirit and a far cry from what he felt uh, five, six weeks ago. So, yeah, real positive vibe. He said, but despite the um, efforts of La Rochelle to recover, they could never close the gap to less than uh, to less than five points throughout the whole match. Uh, the match concluded with uh, Edelbrook uh, securing the victory and a final score of 87 to 79. And as we said, despite, the, b- b- despite Edelbrook always having that lead, um, La Rochelle couldn't... Uh, couldn't get up. So, Is there any um, stand-up players in the game? Yeah, the match good question, good question. As I said, I think it was, he was saying today that it was Jimmy Lee Taylor, who's one of their American imports, because I think they've only got two American imports, uh, imports rather. He scored 31 points and Sticky, which is Philip Galton, uh, Galtenkoff, he contributed 17 points and obviously that there, that's uh, that, that they're crucial roles in, in, in for any team, to, to for, for the, particularly for um, Ettelbrook to win um, and, and additionally that they, they had a strong free throw rate you know they got 18 out of 20 and that's um, yeah it's a sign that things are good um, and yeah what well, good a good victory for Ettelbrook there was another interesting match here which was between Bertrand and Mama and uh, the visit team was Mama and it was very intense very captiva- captivating one for the spectators because it literally went all the way now Bertrand initially dropped in the second quarter but managed to make a remarkable comeback in the last quarter who gained the lead Yannick Verbeelen he exceptionally played res- his, his exceptional play resulted in the game going into extra time how long how long is extra time for basketball good question I don't know I really don't know 10 minutes each way is it um, I think it says here uh, five additional minutes. Uh, Both, uh, but but is it? Wait. I'll have to go. I have to find well, it says out. It says in the five additional minutes, but I think that's both ways. Unless I'm wrong. But anyway, anyway, it was Bertrand. Um, it was Bertrand. They started strong, uh, stronger, but Mama they made a bit of a turnaround, a bit of a remarkable turnaround in the final seconds, which was uh, led by the American import uh, Antonio Bivens. Now the game concluded with a thrilling and dramatic victory for Mama because they secured their win with a final score of 115 to 112, and it was um, Bivens who delivered the deciding shot at the last second. And it was as the buzzer went off. So I think it left his hand as the buzzer went off. And that obviously ensured the the the, the win for Mama. So it's like a movie. That's cool, right? Yeah. It's happening here. It's happening in our villages. Uh, um, you know, I, and I really recommend all any of these um, people that will be listening to the show or if you know know of anyone around, go out to some of these games. They are really good fun. I mean, I think you're getting probably about anywhere between, on a, on a bad night, 100 to 300 people watching. 300 will be on a, on, on a good night. And you know what? It's good entertainment. There's nothing quite like seeing some of these uh, players in our village um, uh, participating. There is a big difference between the teams that have three imports versus two imports. You know, whereas yeah. if you had like 
a team that's got, I don't know, like, I don't know, in, in rugby, if you had 14 imports versus a team that's got f- oh, yeah. fifth, uh, 13, there wouldn't be that much difference. But when the, the, the less that number, the bigger difference it makes. And, you know, those imports are playing, they're play pretty much playing the full game. You know, yeah. there's, not, there's not a lot of subbing out. They're, they're working them. Some of the teams will try and play maybe two imports to, uh, imports to start with, and then they'll play the third one, depending on how the game's going. If they want to stick the knife in or if yeah. they're trailing, they'll probably play their third one. But... But still, yeah. In the other matches of the of, of the day, if of the uh, LBBL, Muzel Pikes they achieved a surprise victory of ninety nine to ninety three against Residence Volfa, which was a good, which was a um, incredible good performance then because that was the first loss for Volfa this season, and these guys are really on form. I, yeah. m- my tip would probably go on Volfa. They're going to be pretty. They're going to be pretty tough to beat this pretty season. Handy problem. I think. But they got they got a lot of players down in Volfa then, or yeah, they, well they big, have. Big they got they got they got, the, they got obviously three imports and that. But yeah, Volfa is a is a big club here. Now Ty Bibbids he contributed with thirty six points. Obviously American import Quentin Butet has eight three pointers played a pivotal role in securing the win, and notably Volfa played without their third third professional Christian Rodriguez. So again, that's probably noteworthy to these guys to say, hey, yeah, we're playing. You know, if you play those two versus three imports, it does make a difference. And clearly at Volfa, those three imports are making a difference. Steinzel, they dominated against Cordell Steelers, securing a significant away win. In fact, to be fair, a bit of a pumping, 113 points to 76. Five players from Steinzel scored at least 10 um, 10 points, which showcased clearly a strong um, effort. And Basketball Ash, they emerged victorious with a 62-50 Five win against Diddling. That's Doodlelange in a game where it was, you know, relatively low scoring. One would say Jordan Hooks, who's been um, on our on our show before, he stood out as a top scorer with twenty four points. And Ash managed to turn a, turn the game in their favour during the final quarter. I was talking earlier about um, Grunewald Hostert in the, in the in the women's league. How they're really quite they they're, they're very strong and they're playing in Europe. But in the men's team, not to be that kind of. They're one of the lower teams, but they remain the only team also without a win. Um, in a home game coached by Amadio Diaz, they suffered an 80-82, to 82, so it was marginal loss against AB Contern. And, and, and Contern are certainly struggling, that is for for sure. Now, it's, th- um, it's nice to see that they, they've got two like full-on leagues for the women's and the men's. I mean, just speaking from, from rugby, I mean, with the, I don't think the... The, the, Very much the, so. We haven't got enough clubs, both for the men's or the women's, in in Luxembourg to make our own league. So the basketball seems to be um, seems to be doing well. Yeah, no, very much so. And 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 there were have been recent games for the for the women, as I said, they were been in um in, in the Euro Cup. They played or Grinnell, they played their second match um, against um, Antalya in Turkey. Um, yeah, they like narrowly what narrowly. Uh, lost that match uh, seventy four points to seventy three. So One that's a, to be fair, that's a bloody good effort, you know. Yeah. Um, obviously, the the, the strong p- performers. Um, yeah, Lauren Van Cluen, uh, she's got thirty one points, and Samantha Logic, who we've we've met before, she contributed nineteen um, nineteen points. So that's a pretty a pretty good effort from. Well, 
better than a pretty good effort. That's yeah. a, that's a that's a, that's a, a, a solid a effort. Now coin. it's more than likely they're going to get thrown out in the in the pool phase. But still, if you get get close, get thereabouts, what happens in in the future? Now T seventy one, they played a team. This is a hard one. Do you want to have a go at pronouncing this team? Oof, that is a terrifying. Is that Pitansk Kazhki? Yeah, some Pitak. It could be. It could be anything. Anyway, they're the re- they're the reigning champions from Slovakia. Yeah. yeah. So they. No, no wonder I couldn't say it. <laughs> yeah, they got beaten on Thursday night. It was um, against. Um, oh, gee, was Jerome Altman? I was trying to think of his name. Jerome Altman. He's again another another uh, coach or athlete that's been on our show as well. They got beaten seventy by 70, 70 points to fifty um, two on on Thursday night. Yeah, a little um, a little tougher for them, but again, big experience. The thing we've got to be careful of, I guess, from basketball, of how high do we go? So just as an example, if we've got, we'll use this example, uh, we've got 10 teams here that play basketball in Luxembourg. I don't even think there's that many in the, in the league. Um, but two of them are hot property. So that means anyone that comes through the smaller teams will want to go and play for either Dudelange yeah. or, or Hostet. Why? Because you get to train with the best players or and try and get a spot with those best players. And then you've got Europe on top of that. So yeah. you get that European experience. But what does that do? What's that to the detriment to the rest of the league? Mm, well, that's the thing. I mean, it's like I feel because it's like you say, if, if you're in one of the top two clubs, then you get to go play, compete in Europe. Is there is there no opportunity for a second tier Europe competition like what they do Champions League Europa League or um, well there's a, I think that's a really good question. Then you can still go play uh, Europe, but obviously you're not um, you're just playing in the the tier below. So you, if even if you're a bottom half table uh, bottom half of the table team, you still have the opportunity to play in Europe and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, really good question. But then you've also got the 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 primary factor which is the the, the financial capabilities yeah, of some of these teams one could argue that we are quite lucky in luxembourg where there's a where there's a a, a, a relative amount of wealth around you know with, within the corporates that they might be able to get a sponsor or perhaps there's a, a a gentle giant in there that can help fund but what about some of these other countries they're not going to be able to raise some of the capital to get to get teams no, to play no. a second tier or uh, basketballing and now perhaps there is one would think they'd be best doing maybe, you know, could you talk about doing, let's say, mini tournaments I mean, or micro tournaments? What they're doing with us with the rugby is they're trying to keep it sort of in Europe, but sort of regional. So there's pools. So, I mean, it didn't really work out for us. We still end up traveling to far away. But for some uh, places, they're, they're trying to keep the, the countries in that specific pool um, to like a certain area. So, you know, you'd have sort of clubs from Austria, um, Germany, France, whatever, playing sort of in in one sort of area and then maybe Spain, Portugal, Italy in another pool kind of thing yeah. to, to minimise minimize. the amount of travel costs and, and stuff like that. I don't know. It's yeah. um it's definitely something to think about. But yeah. I think it's time to hit a little bit of rugby. Okay. But before that, we'll throw this one last one at you. Here we come. We got we got the Hain train here. Have a look into this. Tickets, please, for the Hain Train. 
Yep, that was the Hain train. Those that know him, one of the again a brilliant athlete comes from comes from rugby league. Actually, he played the NFL. He went to the San Francisco. Who was it? Forty Niners. Uh, Jared Hain. Unfortunately, I think him even maybe afterwards. He, uh, yeah, I think he got done for assault, or even even worse. I think it was mm. Jared Hayne, but arguably uh, one of the one of the greatest wingers of of, of all time. Listen, I, we we need to go to, um, talk straight into in, into rugby. There's a bit. There's obviously the Rugby World Cup, which we're not going to get into. When Scott comes back, this guy is going to hit rugby like a ton. So at least we've got plenty of content um, there. I know we also want to get James Kent in. We've got um, a couple of minutes to uh, wrap up the show, Anton. Can you tell us uh, what happened? You've recently played uh, Jamaica, um, recently well, sorry, well, Rugby Club uh, Luxembourg, yeah, rugby, and yeah. we've also got a little bit on the um, on the upcoming yeah, match this so, weekend. Um, RCL's uh, first team they played Jamaica on Saturday. Uh, I think it was sort of a Jamaicans abroad in the UK team uh, selection, and it was a really good game, cracking game. It was a it was a close game for the, the whole way through. Um, tough, tough loss for RCL. There was a couple decisions maybe went against them, and there was an intercept try and stuff. So, but they lost seventeen to twenty. Um, but it was, you know, it's a brilliant experience getting getting clubs to come over and play us or national teams to come over and play us. It's really good uh, run out for a lot of the boys. Some of the boys that will be playing this Saturday in the uh, Luxembourg um, Austria game. So Luxembourg are taking on Austria in the big Stade de Luxembourg, six o'clock kickoff. That's awesome. Get, where, where can we get the tickets there? Yeah, so you can head to www.luxembourg-ticket.lu. Just type in the Luxembourg Austria and you can get normal tickets or VIP tickets. I think it's discount as well for under 18s. Um, so get your tickets there. Come down and uh, get support the yeah, boys. Yeah, support the lads, most, um, most definitely. Yeah, so at the minute, um, it's uh, Luxembourg have only played the one game we played against Bosnia, beat them, um, and now uh, we've taken on Austria. Austria lost recently to Hungary. They got a pretty big hiding, I think, 53-10 against Hungary. That is Team Jambon. Hungary as a Team Jambon. We did did beat Hungary when they came to us two years ago, so it's it's looking good for us. But um, but the... The, uh, the basically the carrot for this game is that if we win this game, we go top of Pool B in Conference One. So um, and we don't need a bonus point, but obviously we'll be we'll be aiming for a bonus point. The, uh, our um, goal this season is to win all four of our games and hopefully get a playoff game. So um, we're looking forward to the game. It should be a really good game. Like I say, in the big stadium, um, Saturday, awesome. Saturday under night, lights, my Saturday, friend. Saturday under night lights. lights. There'll be <laughs> there'll be drinks. There'll be music. There'll be some hopefully some good rugby. Um, and uh, yeah, come down support the boys. Like I said, get some tickets. It, it's going to be a good day um, for rugby, and uh, hopefully we get the win. And very briefly, just to finish off, uh, against the Jamaicans, uh, you had a, a UK Jamaican side, is that right, out yeah. here over last week? Yeah, only a few days ago. Yeah. How was that? Um, that was that was really good. Like um, the uh, the boy, the, the the Jamaican guys, they loved it. They were they were great fun. All of them really nice lads. Um, they um, actually had one of the guys from Love Island, one of the contestants from Love Island was down with them as well. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Um, Good publicity. Yeah, no, they, they loved it. They they loved the Troisième Mi-Temps as well. They had a big speaker playing playing their music. They, yeah, yeah. Reg- I hope they had reggae on. But they, uh, is there any, yeah, is there any they, other music? They, they, had, they had they had all sorts on. It was really good fun. Way better music than we normally play, put it that way. 
Um, and uh, yeah, we had a good few drinks with them. And then I, I think I didn't even play because I'm sort of nursing a knee injury for the Austrian game. But um, you best believe I took the third half very seriously. Okay, good boy, good yeah, boy. You um, could. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, obviously we ended up going to town and watching the World Cup final, which I don't remember much of, apart from I was fairly disappointed at the end of it. Um, but uh, yeah, it was good fun. Definitely uh, have them over again or go visit them because I think a lot of them are based in London. So they could, they would, we could maybe do a match at one of their because they play in um, leagues there in mm-hmm. London as well. So under the circumstances that RCL and and Wolf are, are, yeah. are facing this year, where there's not, you know, not going to be many matches, I think it's a, a, a fabulous idea and a good, a good opportunity for the clubs to use their initiative and go out and try and find these gu- um, games to play. Because particularly if you go to the UK and even to France, there are clubs willing to play and want to yeah. want to play different oppositions. Yeah. Only natural. All right, boss, we're going to wrap it up on there. Thank you very much for joining me in the studio tonight. You're going to be back in on Sunday I don't I, I don't want any I don't want any um, third um, what do you call it the troisième mouton uh, uh, on, on Saturday after, after the final I know that I can't guarantee it but you look after yourself you keep in great shape be, take very good care of yourself and of course a very good luck to you on the weekend I will try and get myself into the stands to watch you play I'll be keeping up you'll hear that come on the verse come on my boy Anton um, Scott be there as well Scott will be there uh, Scott will be there playing representing and Let's Talk Sport it'll be unli- I, I'm guessing it'll be unlikely he will be with us on, on, on Sunday uh, on Sunday's show but he will be back with us this time uh, next week or 7 o'clock next week don't forget tomorrow morning check out the regulars Sam at 6 we've got Steps at 12 Melissa at 3 as I always say the big win is when the athletes give back but the big win is actually when everybody gives back to our sporting community because there's a big sphere around it all don't forget to listen to us as I say 7 o'clock on uh, Sunday evening until then it's goes right through puts on the step again oh go Freddie that was magnificent stuff well I shall not really them